Welcome to the Fern Podcast, As the Season Turns. Released on the first of the month, each episode will be following the changing landscape of the seasons, from the moon and the stars to the tides and the trees. I'm Leah Landers, author of The Almanac, A Seasonal Guide, and this podcast is created by Fern, makers of small-batch organic perfume who blend, barrel-age and bottle four fragrances a year, released at the equinoxes and solstices. We hope that this brief guide to the month ahead will awaken you to the rhythms of the year and help you to settle deeper into the seasons. May is a month when our pagan roots poke above the surface a little more determinedly than usual. May Day, once called Beltane, is a festival we can't seem to resist celebrating, and there still exist rich traditions involving flower-crowned girls, green and beribboned men, hobby horses and more, up and down the country. Perhaps it is down to the irresistible nature of this moment in the year. Early May is when the slow and halting progress from winter to summer finally becomes a stampede, and fresh green leaves and white blossom break out all over. Why wouldn't we celebrate? The month is possibly named after the Greek goddess Maya, associated with fertility, the land and growth. More prosaically, the Anglo-Saxons called it Three Milky, the month when cows were eating the abundant new grass and could be milked three times a day. Hawthorn, known as Mayflower, is the dominant and abundant flower of the month, filling the countryside with a white froth, a sure sign that finally from time to time, clouts can be cast. The Oak Tree in May By May our oak is in young leaf, its twisting branches frilled with lime green. The tree is now, like much of nature, entering its most intense growth period of the year. Beneath the ground its roots are sucking at the soil, tapping into the earth's fungal networks to search for nutrients and send and receive signals from other trees. Up in the air, the oak is expanding both outwards and upwards. Its leaf cover allows it to photosynthesize rapidly and efficiently, taking full advantage of the days as they lengthen apace. Bird of the Month, Nightingale Nightingales are plain little birds with beautiful voices, perhaps the most rich, varied and melodic of all the birds, a great crystalline holding forth of trills, chirs, buzzes, whistles and crescendos. They have a vast range of over a thousand different sounds to call upon, compared with the blackbird's hundred. More magical still is that they start to sing as dusk falls and carry on singing well into the night. It is the male birds that sing, hoping to attract the attention of a female bird as she flies above. Males make their migration a little before females, setting up and defending their territories ready for the female's arrival. Each male will perch high up in a tree in his territory and sing between late April and early June, and the females will fly between the males, listening and moving on until they find a song that is to their liking. Once a male has caught the attention of a female, he will continue courting her with snatches of song sung at a quieter volume and dropping the whistles from his repertoire, which are perhaps there to beckon the female towards him. 
The male and female raise their chicks together. It is thought that the complexity of the male's song is partly an advertisement of how experienced a father he is. He picks up new patterns and trills each year, and how good he will be at helping her raise the chicks. Some poor males sadly do not make the grade, and will continue singing on through the night until late July, when it is time to leave for Africa. Inside the beehive in May. In arable areas, this is boom time, as vast fields of oilseed rape burst into bright yellow flower and the bees go into a frenzy of collection and honey production. Elsewhere, they will visit hawthorn, horse chestnut and other spring blossom and flowers. Forager bees collect nectar until their honey stomachs are full then return to the hive and pass it to the hive bees, also known as receiver bees, which put it into cells near the top of the frame. Nectar is about 80% water and would quickly ferment, so the hive bees beat their wings furiously to evaporate the water content to below 18%. It is then honey and will keep indefinitely, and the bees cap it with wax. If they have space to expand, Bees will always make honey as an insurance policy, even when they have plenty in store. Now the beekeeper can take advantage of this and add supers, boxes of frames to be filled with honeycomb, above the main brood box. A queen excluder keeps the queen in the brood box and prevents larvae being laid in the supers. Spring honey may be harvested towards the end of the month, usually pale, light and floral and set if it contains oilseed rape honey. In season in May, in the hedgerows, woods and fields, Alexander's beech leaves, bistort, burdock, chickweed, comfrey leaves, dandelion, fat hen, good king henry, hawthorn tips, hop tips, nettle tips, orac, rampion, salad burnet, sea beet, sorrel, tansy, watercress, wintercress, wood sorrel. Cleavers, hairy bittercress, hedge garlic, lemon balm, wild marjoram, spearmint, sweet sicily, wild thyme and wild fennel. Broom, borage, elderflower, chamomile, hawthorn, marigold, pansy, violet, wild rose. From the seashore and rivers. Herring, brown crab, lobster, sea trout, turbot, sardine. Place, sea bass, mackerel, salmon. Lava, pepperdolls, carrageen, egg rack, sea lettuce, sugar kelp. From the kitchen garden. Asparagus, broad beans, baby globe artichokes, peas, radishes, wild rocket, beetroot, cabbages, cauliflower, chard, endive, green garlic, lettuce, spring onions, spinach, spring greens. Turnips, sorrel, chives and chive flowers, parsley, chervil. And from the farms, cheddar strawberries, ewes milk cheeses, stinking bishop, garlic yarg, Jersey royal potatoes, asparagus, Cornish and Ayrshire earlies. The May Queen. The countryside in early May is an explosion of green and froth all fresh, young, burgeoning life. The May Queen is the personification of this moment, 
She is traditionally young and beautiful, not a child and not quite a woman, but on the cusp. There is an innocence and purity about her crowning, but she is not guileless, and just as the perfect white blossom that she wears on her crown will soon be pollinated, so the May Queen is on the verge of her own awakening. This is captured melodramatically in Tennyson's poem, The May Queen, where our soon-to-be queen at first talks of garlands and white dresses, but is soon flirting cruelly, and then pairing up with one of the bolder lads she meets on the day. Such flagrant enjoyment of her own beauty and youth cannot go unpunished, and in true Victorian style we fast forward to our saucy heroine dying of an unnamed illness mysteriously related to her wild and wayward ways. That'll teach her for messing with those shepherd boys. A less cruel but still problematic fate meets the Queen of the May in the traditional folk song of the same name. Out gathering May Blossom, she meets a man who convinces her to sit with him on the mossy green bank, the gentlest possible euphemism. But it's all okay because the next day he marries her so that the world may have nothing to say. Lucky girl. The May Queen starts the day as sweet and innocent as the blossom in her crown and ends it, well, a little more fruitful. The May Queen persists in May Day fairs up and down the country. This is a moment for fun, frolics and petal-strewn mossy green banks. The birds and the bees, the flowers and the trees are all at it. But as the stories make clear, things must soon turn serious and the real work of the year, the maturing and reproducing, must begin. May's Flower Garden Picking Prompts Cow parsley from the hedgerow and tulips from the garden. A few stems of lilac in a vase. A little bunch of lily of the valley in a glass. It is time to plant up hanging baskets, pots and window boxes for gloriously colourful displays of summer bedding. Find ranks of little plants in every garden centre and choose from Sophinia petunias, lobelias, pelagoniums, begonias and fuchsias, mixing them in with foliage plants to trail, soften and flatter. They will grow a lot and fast, so don't pack them in too tightly. Elderflower Sema Sema is Finnish spring mead, a lightly fermented honey-based lemonade that is traditionally drunk on May Day. The goal is to ferment it just enough to create a light fizz. It does not traditionally contain elderflowers and you can certainly make it without, but they are a gorgeous addition, adding their floral honey flavours to this most summery of drinks. And of course, elderflower is a central note in Fern's Spring 22 fragrance. Makes 1.1 litres. Ingredients. 120 millilitres of runny honey. One lemon, thinly sliced. Five raisins. One litre of water. Three heads of elderflower. A pinch of wine yeast. Method. Put the honey, lemon and raisins into a large bowl. Boil the water, pour it over and stir. Ten minutes later, add the elderflower. Cover the bowl with the tea towel and leave for a couple of hours, then fish out and discard the flower heads. Add the pinch of yeast and stir well. Decant into a 1.1 litre preserving jar and cover with a piece of muslin, 
tying the muslin in place. Allow to ferment at room temperature. After one to two days, the raisins will float to the top, which is a sign that the seamer is ready. Strain the liquid into a clean preserving jar or into screw-top or flip-top bottles and store in the refrigerator for a further few days to increase carbonation, if you like, opening the bottles once a day to release pressure. Drink within one week. Names for May's full moon. Mother's moon. Bright moon. The light of the full moon which falls on May the 16th will be reflected back by reams of hawthorn hedges all blossoming white at once. Hawthorn was for hundreds of years the farmer's hedge of choice and was used to create stock-proof and people-proof enclosures. And so the English countryside in particular is alight with sprays of white blossom this month. Some Algonquian tribes of North America call May's moon the flower moon, and this is certainly a time of floral abundance in the countryside and gardens. The bees and butterflies will be out pollinating the flowers and making the most of the abundant nectar in the daytime, just as the moths will at night. As night comes to an end and dawn breaks, this is the time when the songbirds are at their most vocal, marking out their territories and impressing mates. The hedgerow is a cacophony as the full moon sets and the sun rises. It is a fertile time and a time for making babies. The medieval name for May's full moon was Mother's Moon, which may refer to the goddess Maya, after whom May is named, and who was associated with midwives, motherhood and nursing. This month will see a total lunar eclipse, as the Earth slips directly between the Sun and the Moon, casting its shadow on the Moon. Unfortunately, it will be tricky to see because of its timing. It falls on the 16th of May, and totality is at 4.30 in the morning. The shadow of the Earth will touch the Moon at 3.30am, when it is at 11 degrees above the horizon. By 4.30am, when it is in total shadow, the Moon should be darkish red in colour, but it will be at just five degrees above the horizon and will start to get lost in the dawn around this time. Land's End will get an extra 20 minutes. Epsilon Lyrae, the double-double. Epsilon Lyrae, in the constellation of Lyra, the harp, is known as the double-double. To the naked eye, it looks like any star in the sky, but train a pair of binoculars on it and it resolves into two stars, very close together. Magnify further by looking through an amateur telescope, and each of these stars resolves into another two separate stars. In fact, in the 1980s, astronomers using an advanced imaging technique called speckle imaging detected a fifth star in the cluster. About 162 light years away from Earth, these five stars are bound together by gravity and take hundreds of thousands of years to orbit around each other. The pairs move a little more quickly. Epsilon 1a and 1b, the more northern pair, orbit around each other over 1,800 years. Epsilon 2a and 2b take about 724 years. The constellation of Lyra is high in the sky in summer 
find its brightest star, Vega, and you will see Epsilon Lyrae just to the left of it. During the course of May, day length increases by 2 hours and 4 minutes to 17 hours and 30 minutes at Inverness, and by 1 hour and 23 minutes to 16 hours and 7 minutes at Padstow. Average sea temperatures this month. In Orkney, 9.2 degrees Celsius. And in Penzance, 11.8 degrees Celsius. Wild swimming season commences. If you are hard as nails, you may have been swimming in the sea and rivers all winter and early spring. But for most of us, this is the time when we start to be tempted in by warmer weather. The sea around our coasts never reaches anything approaching warm, struggling to get above 17 degrees Celsius even in September, its warmest month. And so a swim at any time of year will be a bracing cold water experience. But there is a gradual temperature increase from now on that makes a summer swim less challenging than a winter one. Cold is shocking to the body and despite everyone believing that diving in and getting it over with is the best way, it is not the safest, especially for delicate hearts. Let your body get used to the cold, taking a full two minutes to submerge completely. After only two or three sea or river dips, you will find yourself remarkably acclimatised and mildly addicted. A ritual for May. The moment just before dawn on May Day is a magical one, dripping with myths, ancient rituals and dew. The pearly, misty dew of such mornings is special. Its wet coolness soon, we hope, to be burned off by the strengthening sun of Beltane. Traditionally, those who bathed their faces in the pre-dawn dew of May the 1st would have a flawless complexion all year. This month's ritual plays with this tradition, with a little less focus on the face and a little more on what's behind it. Any fine morning in May, though around May Day is best if you can, rise early and go outside. Feel the dew brush your shoes, creeping up your trousers and socks. Allow yourself to enjoy the slight chill rising from the ground, not yet caught up with the warmer days. Find a damp tussock of long grass and some wild flowers. Smell the earth and smell the flowers. Think of the dew trickling down to the roots of your chosen plant. Think of these roots delving deep, connecting, drawing the water up through their complex systems. Appreciate your plant and the way it lives. Trail a finger, a hand and both hands through the dew. Enjoy the way it feels on your fingertips and daub a little on your face. Taste it. Allow yourself to feel connected to the plant and to the world around you. Set a Maytime intention if you like. Most importantly, try to find, surrounded by the dawn and the falling dew, a moment of peace and magic. In the Fern Studio this month in Fern's Somerset studio, the very first bottles of Summer 22 are being decanted, following barrel ageing. 
The team has been experimenting with some new organic ingredients for this fragrance, expanding their citrus repertoire with kumquat, bringing in the smooth spice of hoewood, a sustainable alternative to rosewood, and exploring the classic pairing of rose and geranium. If you are not yet a Fern Ledger member, you can join the waiting list. If you do so in the next week, you may just be in time to receive a bottle of Summer 22, which will arrive on the summer solstice. Following Spring 22's exciting collaboration with Michelin-starred chef Sky Gingell, for the summer fragrance, Fern is working with a titan of British fashion, Giles Deacon. Giles has been visiting the team in their studio and is taking inspiration from the organic forms of the ingredients to create a series of original artworks. Thank you for listening to this month's episode. If you've enjoyed listening, please do like and subscribe. You can read more about the year ahead in my book, The Almanac, A Seasonal Guide to 2022, also available as an audiobook. This podcast has been created by Fern. Fern is an organic fragrance maker based in Somerset. Working with the rhythms of the seasons, they blend, barrel age and bottle four fragrances a year. Each fragrance is made to order for the names on the Fern production ledger. To join the ledger and find out more, visit www.fern.co.